from the city of brotherly love. This is Shark Bite Biz with David Strausser. You just arrived to the newest episode of Shark Bite Biz. I'm your rock star wannabe host, David Strausser. This is your place to learn how to grow a business during complete global chaos. Today, we're talking about sales. But first, yesterday was Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all those fathers out there, especially those that are really just working their buns off to make ends meet. And to the moms out there, too. You know, we oftentimes have dual working uh, relationships. So special shout out to everybody that just makes their kids lives special and does what they what they do so that their kids can have a great life. First, before we kick into the episode, remember, please download the Shark Bite Biz app on Android at the Google Play Store. Just search Shark Bite Biz right in the apps and you'll find every single episode of the show, both audio and video versions right there in the app. Plus, you can buy our fabulous coffee, Dead House Coffee, right there in the app. Just hit the menu button and you'll see Coffee Store. Grab it there or you can head to deadhousecoffee.com. Remember, okay, use code SHARK. You're going to get 20% off of your purchase. All the proceeds help us build the biggest and best show we possibly can. Plus, you get the benefit of getting the freshest coffee available. Coffee that is roasted, sealed, and shipped to your doorstep within a 24-hour period. You cannot ask for anything better. Or lastly, another way to help us, hit that little super thanks button. You should see, I think it's a little heart with a dollar sign on YouTube. Hit that two, three dollars, even if it's one dollar. Every penny helps us keep spreading the word of all the great stuff we're doing here at Shark Bite Biz. Back to today's show. Working remote with a large sales force or an international workforce is challenging. Okay, how do you manage it all? Well, obviously, as we've learned with digital transformation during COVID, technology is the answer. So we're going to talk about leads, sales, pipelines, funnels, and conversions. All today with today's guest. So who do we have today? None other than Nicolas de Switzin. Okay, Nicolas de Switzin is the head of sales at NoCRM.io, a lead management software designed to help sales teams track and close deals without spending hours filling out forms. Nicolas has 15 years of experience in sales, international business development, management of complex sales, and new business development within the software and services-based industries, and operational oceanography, which uh, apparently is actually a thing. (laughs) So, hey, without a doubt, let's bring Nicholas on right now. Reach your customer. Nicholas, welcome to the show, my friend. All the way from France, you just became shark bait yeah hi david thanks for having me very happy and excited to be here no great i was as i was just telling you you are the first person i think ever we've had from france we've had luxembourg on here but we haven't had anybody no frenchman yet you're the first frenchman so uh very excited about that and uh you know just shows the reach of the show of where we get our guests from to bring you the best experts 
in the world of business. So we have a tradition on the show. Very first question we ask everybody, okay? What's your background? What's your experience? What do you do for a living? How did you get there? Basically, in a nutshell, tell us what makes Nicholas Nicholas. Okay, then I'll start with a, with a kind of personal. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a French guy living in southwest of France, close to Biarritz, very nice place. Uh, I'm a father of two young boys. I'm 39, and I've been working uh, in sales, uh, B2B sales mostly, for the past 15 years. And I'm now heading the um, sales department at a company which is called No CRM. So it's um, it's actually a sales uh, sales uh, tool uh, designed for salespeople. So you guys out there can can have some more information later on. But that's what I do right now. Uh, we are a full remote company, so I'm working from uh, Biarritz, which is in uh, in the southwest of France. You said you you were 39. You don't look a day over 38, my friend. <laughs> All right. like I'm 38. I'm about to turn 39 in, I don't know, about, oh, actually, it's uh, one month from today, May 7th. So, uh, you know, by the time this episode airs, I'll be 39 as well. So there we go. You're from 83 then. From 1983. Best year ever. So anyways, uh, you know, you, you use CRM and I think CRM means so many things to so many people. And I work in ERP, which uh, my audience knows that acronym by now, but it's enterprise resource platforms. I, I specialize in small to medium sized businesses with SAP Business One, SAP Business by Design and Sage Intact. And with that, they all have their own flavors of CRMs, but sometimes people want to use their own CRM, whether it's a HubSpot, whether it's a Salesforce, you know, what they consider a best of breed solution. And it usually is a step up than what you would get in, you know, a business one, for example, that's kind of more bare bones ish, but it does the job. Um, so my question for you is with CRM, meaning so many things for different people, what is your definition of what a CRM is? And two part question, I'm going to trick you up here. Why do you? Why did you name the company No CRM? Uh, the, the first question I tend to agree uh, uh, really deeply with you. Uh, CRM means so many different kind of things. So at the beginning, it's customer relationship management, but it can, you know, it can represent so many different types of solutions, from a complex uh, ERP kind of CRM solution managing. Uh, your whole company, financial flow, um, your stock, your your marketing. I've seen project management done in CRMs, and it's like that's kind of crazy. <laughs> it means a lot of different kind of tool. Uh, so of course, when you do look out for CRMs on the internet, you find uh, I don't know thousands of different solutions. Um, and and to me, it was uh, we. So the company is called NoCRM. Uh, the company is actually you don't need a CRM.com. Okay, so we we really stand for our point, uh, and we started from the 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 fact that actually there is a kind of challenge with CRMs uh, because it means a lot of things, but most of them are not actually designed for salespeople. You're right, and then you know what that that I I want to interject because that's an important point. A lot of times, and I, sorry, Vision 33, uh, but that's where I work for my day job. But a lot of 
processes for salespeople or set up for people that are from outside the sales cycle or they haven't been in a sales cycle for a long time themselves. So it's kind of like an ivory tower in a way to where you kind of you kind of forget how it is to be the feet on the ground to actually go through the sales cycle and times have changed, you know, maybe you were selling five years ago and now you're a manager or executive management or whatever it may be. And you're not the boots in the ground and therefore you're a little bit out of touch. One thing I do because I, I am the, the regional manager that does the Northeast uh, for the SAP side and the East Coast for the Sage side. Um, one thing I do is I make sure that I get into a sales cycle at least once a year, even if win, lose, draw, whatever it may be, just to kind of make sure that I kind of understand what my salespeople are going through. I feel that it helps me be a better manager with them. Yeah, yeah it makes sense for sure. And actually, to, to still to, to coming back to the CRM topic, uh, we often hear this, you know, always the same story in, in various type of companies, like the salespeople that did not feel the CRM, that they hate feeling the CRM, that slows them down. Uh, you know, there's a kind of fade love story between the salespeople and the CRM. And that's uh, where we we, we we coming into place. Um, we believe it's not because salespeople are lazy or, or, you know, not motivated. It's simply because they feel that the CRM is slowing them down. Uh, it's not meant for them. It's designed for managing, as we said, you know, marketing and project management, but not really specifically for their sales process on a day-to-day -day job, you know, when you're on the field selling stuff. And so, uh, yeah, we believe, in fact, that it's it's not entering data, uh, the job of the salespeople, uh, into a CRM. It should be, you know, just following their process. And so we build a tool that's helping salespeople follow their process and manager make sure salespeople follow their process. So that's why we called it no CRM, because we believe we actually don't need a CRM to sell, uh, but more a kind of... Um, you know, lead management solutions. That's what we call it. Uh, yeah, we use, we use HubSpot. Now we use it for everything. We use it for the marketing side. We use it for the sales side. And it's highly, highly customized for us. And there was some give or take, and it took some time to work things out. I'll say from the management point of view, I love pulling up the dashboard of the tables and just seeing the pipeline, like in the beginning of a quarter, I'm in a very quarter driven industry. A lot of people out there probably are too, you know, especially if they're with a public company, you know, that you're trying to hit your numbers for the quarter and then year end, especially, but with us, um, you know, I love seeing that visibility that in the beginning of April, for example, there's a million opportunities and I understand some of it's fluff. Some of it's a long shot. Some of it is, maybe near impossible just the sales rep got some happy years. But as we work our way through about halfway through the quarter, that's where I look for that to start trimming down. You start getting the fluff out. Okay. It's not happening this quarter. It's getting moved to next quarter. Okay. Uh, and the last 45 days of the month is where we're starting to laser focus. And what started as a big funnel starts to get all the way trimmed down to where there's only three, four, five opportunities that we're legitimately chasing for the end of the quarter. So from my perspective, it helps out. It helps out. It gives us a, you know, a visual graphic of where we stand, how many 
ops we have, but you know, we still have a lot of, of limitations. When we first rolled it out, I think most sales rep, including myself, because I was a sales rep when it first rolled out, um, before I got promoted, uh, we hated it. It was annoying. It was, uh, it was just a, a pain in the butt, but now it's been around for about four or five years and it just part of our daily lives that, that we're used to. So we've kind of learned from that and have made it better. Does that mean that it's the best for a global company like us that works in multiple currencies, whether it's euros, uh, you know, the, the, uh, what is it in the UK pounds, right? And then you have the Canadian dollar, then you have the US dollar, uh, you know, and we're, we're working across all those different regions. Does it make it easy? Yeah, no, you know, we've got to find, you know, I think we use like a generic currency just to represent the dollar amount in that country, but it's not a true one-to-one, you know what I mean? Uh, so we, we found struggles. So how does how does how does your CRM compare to that experience? Can you kind of point out some differences and how it may be better than what I just explained? You know what you just explained is, is kind of uh, every kind of company size or company industry has their own needs. Uh, you, you might need a, a different kind of software if you are a very big company. NoCRM is more targeted to a small sales team, I would say, between one to sales people, so really SMB market. And it's really answering the question for the sales people on, uh, you know, uh, waking up in the morning and knowing exactly what the best next actions they have to do to bring money in the company. That's really what we try to answer for the sales people. So it's basically uh, uh, centralizing all the information. Hey, right, that because that's that's the job of salespeople. It's not fill it out forms. It's not updating a pipeline review. It's not doing. You know, it it is a straight up. Uh, you know generating new revenue for the company you know i open my screen and i want to know what's my next action what's my best next action uh to bring bringing money uh and then when i finish this, this basically this to-do list of best possible actions in my sales process as a sales guys i can move on to other activities but that's uh that's 100 focus on the sales process uh for the salesperson and also of course giving all the you know, the tools and capabilities for manager to make their team improve, to taking their team, collaborate with their team, really focus on prospecting and sales process. I think for small companies, that's that's perfect. That's excellent. And it really allows them to be laser focused. What about marketing? Do you offer any marketing? Because I know, I think my understanding is one of the reasons why they chose HubSpot, for example, was because of the fact that we can then track the whole life cycle of when we got the contact, uh, you know, from inside sales, from marketing emails, stuff like that, all the way through up until it gets into a sales cycle and the final result. Do you offer anything like that? Um, not, not directly in our tool. So uh, as you mentioned, HubSpot is, I mean, it's, they started with a marketing tool and then they built the, the, the CRM uh, stuff on top of that. So they are very, very, very good for the marketing. Uh, our tool is more is really 100% for consultant sales. So it's kind of a decision to go very vertical. Uh, we are a sales tool, and then we connect, of course, with you know, with with all the no code uh, 
capabilities out there right now. You can connect any kind of software with all the, 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 the best software out there. And the idea is to enable small sales team, SMBs, to build their own personal uh, stack. So taking no CRM for managing the sales, and they can have uh, HubSpot on the sides for the marketing. Uh, but still, uh, no CRM would be the point of, uh, of work, basically, for all the salespeople uh, and making it easy for them. Because you don't want to have a CRM where your salespeople are not using it or not filling it correctly. Uh, otherwise, you're losing your time, uh, you're losing money. So um, it's important to take into account what the sales guys need and not only the marketing, accounting, project management. So when you look at it from the, that perspective, okay, what would you view would be the good tool for salespeople? You know, how does no CRM, for example, become that tool that enables salespeople to drive revenue? First of all, it's a tool that is very easy to use and user friendly. So uh, that's uh, that's that's the first step. Uh, but um, and then um, our philosophy is basically focusing on on the process. We do believe that selling is really a process. Of course, you need to be good at, you know, attacking, building relationships, discovering needs and stuff. Uh, but as a salesperson, your first job is to follow a process. And the, the best sales tools for us, it's a tool that will help your salespeople uh, follow this process, uh, you know, and getting on top of it every time they wake up in the morning. Focusing on actions, basically focusing on actions and not data. And effectiveness instead of, uh, you know, completeness of all the features that you can have out there. Uh, if they are not used, they are based. So uh, that's, that would be my point, yeah. And that's, that's pretty awesome. So what about, I don't know if out there in France you heard of this thing called COVID, um, kind of this pandemic that has happened, been kind of like a worldwide phenomenon, I think, uh, and has ground life. Yeah, kind of ground life to uh, a halt for most people. Um, with that, most salespeople are going to be working remote, even today. I mean, they're still working remote. I know we've always been remote, uh, even pre-pandemic in my region. Uh, not everybody has been that way across our company, but uh, even today, most people are. So how does it how does something like no CRM allow you to really help managers manage a hundred percent remote team? Uh, it's basically first of all because you've got all the all the data that are in there. Uh, you make sure that all leads, all interactions with prospect or customer are in the tool. So as a manager, it's a first step, but it's very important. So making it very easy uh, for your salespeople to create leads, uh, start working on leads, and collaborating on leads. So that's a, a, a key point. And then, of course, you've got all the, the, the report as a manager. You are able to track the activity. And I'm not saying just tracking the, you know, the one and close the deal, but also every phone calls, emails, interactions they have with a prospect or a, an opportunity. Uh, so you're able to track that very easily. You don't have to spend uh, two hours building a report. You just go to the activity page, uh, check for the week. Uh, you can scroll down and straight, uh, straight go to the, um, the specific activities that you want to look at and basically go directly in the tool to help your team, add them directly in the lead kind of stuff. So all this kind of collaborating features 
within the tool, it's really helpful. And then also it's very, um, how to say, uh, um, you know, it's very clear, even for them, they can manage their own level of activity. Uh, I don't know if it's clear, but when you see, you, you know, what we do is we set up very small goals, um, not in terms of revenue. Of course, we do have some goals in terms of revenue, but it's more weekly goals in terms of actions. Like I want to call 10 prospects, I want to qualify 10 other prospects, and I want to do five demos this week. And that's my objective. And as a sales guy, if I have that in front of me, then I'm going to focus on those actions uh, every morning. And that's what's going to make me more productive, make me close more deals at the end of the month. Okay, no, that sounds great. So one of the things that you brought up was qualifying. How can small companies out there, and we work with a lot of small companies as well too. I mean, there's just because we sell big brand name stuff. I mean, we're in the small to mid-sized business. So you'd be surprised how many one, two, three, five user deals we actually end up selling. So with that, I mean, how can these smaller companies really implement a great, uh, a successful, you know, imp, uh, qualification process? Yeah, it's, it's kind of very important. Be before we discuss about the process, maybe it's to make people understand what is, uh, what would be the qualification, uh, actually very important part uh, of your sales process. It's basically defining which leads are going to enter your process. So it's kind of the guy that bounces you at the entrance of the nightclub. Okay. It's this, the, 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 the qualification process will basically bounce out some opportunities out of your pipeline. That's a real important point there as well, too, because I think too many sales reps, you know, especially if they're new to the company or maybe they're a little bit greener of a sales rep, they oftentimes spend, you know, burn candlelight, as we say here, uh, you know, try to uh, work on a deal that really has no footing that, you know, there's no budget, there's no, it's not a fit. And they're trying to figure out every which way they can to make it an actual fit when reality is they should be out of that deal. Yeah, exactly. We, we tend to, you often see, you know, some deals that, that, that are pretendably at, at the closing stage, but in fact, they should not be there. It's a qualification problem. Uh, it's a dead end and uh, the, the, the sales rep shouldn't have worked on it beginning and that's where the qualification process is so important so it's saving a lot of time for your reps for your manager and also uh, helping us helping them focus on the right lead so very important and so the first step is of course to define some kind of qualification criteria so it could be based on what you sell of course your product your revenue criteria for example for us at Nocian, we tend to focus on the sales team with um, uh, to sales uh, companies with more than five people in the sales team so that's okay a criteria that we apply uh, for our sales team to contact our prospect for example so all these kind of criteria you build this uh, and and um, and you can use also some methodologies like the band or medic there's so many different methodologies out there we typically go towards uh band for qualifying customers uh but i mean with that that being said, I mean, there's a lot like I'm looking at my bookshelf right now and it's full of, uh, of, of sales books. I mean, I once had a, a guy who I had a contract for and he came from Xerox and he's like, well, at Xerox, you know, this is back in the 70s. You know, he's like, 
they had us learn spin selling. So he bought me the book and he's like, read uh, spin selling. And it was a good book, but yeah, don't really think that it helped me that much. And, you know, there's a lot of other ones. Um, my favorite sales book, I'd probably say, which doesn't really, I, I guess it does, but it doesn't go over methodology for qualification. Um, it depends what kind of set of glasses you put on as you're reading it. But the Little Red Book of Selling by Jeffrey Gittimer, I don't know if you've seen it out there, but to me, that's a book that really connected to me because I was already doing everything that's in that book, but it was better thought out better spoken and more refined than what I was doing. Like I had the, like I had the right recipe. I just didn't have the right quantity of the ingredients. And I think that book really gave me the full recipe for your success. And once I read that, it was like, okay, everything clicked. I'm doing it right, but I could be doing it better. And this is how I could do it better. And once I did that, it was like, bam, light switch flipped on and, you know, my sales dramatically increased. Yeah, there's so many uh, different kind of methodologies or advice that you can find out there. And and one of the things we did at NoCM that helped us uh, quite a lot improve on that is we actually formalize all those criteria into a qualification script. It might sound obvious, but it's actually very, very important uh, for two reasons. It's the first one is because it gives um, all reps all the questions they need to ask uh, and all the information that you want them to source from their first call first meeting. It's very important. So it's a guide, a guide for them and also a way for you to, to, to get the information always in the same, you know, in the same format. And you're, you're sure they'll never forget uh, uh, the question that you want them to ask. Very important. I do the same exact thing. And I think that's always what sets us up. I mean, our sales cycle compared to yours is going to be a little bit different, a lot more steps longer sales cycle, but on the qualifying call, before I get anybody else involved, I need to make sure I'm not wasting time, okay? I'm not wasting their time. Their time is valuable for pre-sales, for a solution architect, for subject matter experts in manufacturing or distribution or whatever it may be. And I have a set of questions, you know, that I always go through. Well, how many users? What are you currently using? Um, you know, budget timelines, uh, uh, even competitors. And, you know, I tell them like, Hey, I want to make sure we're in the same ballpark. Okay. Cause if you're looking at QuickBooks, okay, guess what? We're not in the same ballpark, but if you're looking at somebody like a Microsoft or a NetSuite or a Sage, then we could talk. We're in the same ballpark and we're going to be, be competitive to those types of solutions. So, you know, I, 90% of the time I get everything. And even with the budget, everybody, you know, my sales reps right now, they're like, oh, no one would give me a budget. Um, and I'm like, I don't know. That just seems so foreign to me because whenever I jump on a call, you know, I'll be like, well, you know, again, I got to ask this. I just want to make sure that we're in the same ballpark. But tell me, you know, what kind of budget do you have for this project? And they'll sometimes be no no, we don't have any budget or, you know, no defined budget or um, we're not able to give that out right now. So then I turn it around and be like, OK, well, you know, based of what you told me, now this is very high level, but I think you might be 75 to 125,000. 
okay, for your phase one implementation. And, you know, maybe it's $25,000 a year recurring cost, okay? Is that something that you guys are going to be able to swing or not? Okay, I don't want to waste your time either. And, uh, you know, you'd be surprised how many people would be like, yeah, that's actually what we were kind of thinking. And, you know, they they either soft or hard confirm the budget at that point, and they're either moving forward or they're dropping out. But once I turn it around, and that's part of what I do with the qualification. I have my struggle as a manager is I've been unable to really get my sales reps to also copy that. I guess they do. They do it in their own way. They don't do it how I do it, which is what I would prefer. But, you know, I do respect everybody has their own style and they have their own personality and they do do things. You know, they are successful. They sell, sell deals. But, you know, I have to give them their room to breathe. You know, everybody can't be a copy of me. Yeah, but uh, and, and you can also uh, always improve. So it's uh... But what we did to make all the team members align on this on this process is really building the script, uh, and we actually developed a, a tool for that also to, to enable anyone to build a script online for free and give that to their team. So uh, you can look on Google; it's called Free Sales Script Generator by NoCRM. It's a free tool. You can use it. You can start building your script. We've got some kind of templates for B two B sales. Uh, I don't know. We've got a, a few templates like this. And you can start building your script and share that with your team. And it's going to straightforward, uh, help them uh, be better at this first step, which is so important. So the very last area I want to talk to you about is going to be the sales and sports mindset. Okay. Why don't you talk about how the sales and sports mindset collide? Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a very good question. I like this parallel between sport and sales uh, or sport and uh, entrepreneurship because I think there's kind of, uh, a very similar set of values that you need to apply uh, to what you do in sport and that are applicable to the professional life uh, and especially for sales. Uh, the, the four main ones for me are, uh, you know, of course, uh, self-motivation, resilience, uh, having a positive mindset, very important in sales. And those are values that you apply, um, you know, naturally if you are an athlete or, um, or in sport, uh, generally speaking learning how to be challenged learning how to fail learning how to grow uh, learning how to fail that's the that's the thing huh? <laughs> that's the thing and uh, you know with sports i mean even i'll use american football because i like american football better than the uh the other form of football you guys play but uh yeah <laughs> but out here tom brady i'm sure you've heard of tom brady but I don't think anybody has not heard of Tom Brady, but, uh, you know, you look at him. You can't, I mean, even with what, seven Super Bowls that he won, you know, you can't win it every year. Sometimes you have to learn that, you know, you're going to get second, third, fifth, eighth place. Uh, you're going to lose a couple Super Bowls just as uh, Tom Brady did right there in that picture where Nick Foles is uh, St. Nick, we call him, uh, holding up the Super Bowl trophy. You know, backup quarterback beating Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Pretty awesome for Philadelphia. Yeah, but, uh, you know, and sometimes you just got to learn how to accept it. And you have to, yeah, you know, you cry about it for a minute. And the same thing, if you lose a deal, it's like, okay, 
you know, cry about it for a minute and then get over it, uh, learn from it and move on because what you learned about where your shortcomings were is what's going to help you achieve the greatness to achieve that superstar level. No, exactly. And it's, uh, it's even, uh, even more true for, for cold coding, for example, you get so many no's before you get a yes uh, or a meeting, then uh, you need to really apply kind of resilience and positive mindset all the time and not being afraid of, of failure. Uh, and that's also the, yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's, that's one key uh, mindset. I think that we are looking for also when looking out for salespeople. Uh, the other thing I took from sports world, because I did, uh, I did a lot of sports. Uh, I played volleyball. Uh, I guess you know that uh, and, beach, and beach volleyball uh, and, and the team, the team spirit also is a, a very, um, nice things that we take from sport and apply it to the, to the business world. So building that with your team, uh, it's really key for me. And I think it's, it's also very, very helpful for everyone who, uh, to continue on, you know, improving every day, uh, by relying on all the team members, uh, all the time. Uh, that's something very, very important, I guess, and, uh, that we managed to apply. And uh, you were mentioning Tom Brady, or we could mention, you know, uh, Michael Jordan, or all these, you know, great athletes, or Federer or Nadal. I, I like tennis also. Um, and one of the key value, uh, one of the key value that we don't apply a lot in sales, and that I think we should, is those guys. They won everything, and like you said, but they keep on going every Monday morning to their six-hour training, even though they won the, 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 you know, the Super Bowl or they won the U.S. Open the day before. And that's a very, very important uh, key things, I think, to their success. And they keep on training, they keep on improving, even though they are already the greatest. And we don't do that quite a lot. <laughs> we tend to forget that we need to train, that we need to continue improving because we hit our you know, target for the... Especially nowadays with the pandemic. I mean, I think people have gotten a little bit more complacent with that stuff. And... That's kind of why I started the podcast. I mean, it's one of many, many reasons, but it was like, hey, I want to talk to experts just like you to be able to continue to learn, grow, uh, expand my network. And, you know, why not take everybody along for the ride? So that's why I set it up and it allows me to meet a lot of awesome people like, uh, you know, like yourself and hear your perspective and be able to learn some new things or get some new tidbits or some little gold nuggets that actually help me perform better with my day-to-day -day job. Yeah, well done for that. <laughs> Good job. So, hey, Nicolas, thank you so much for coming onto the show. Uh, once again, please tell us how can people digitally stock you and your company online? Uh, it's quite easy. So you don't need a CRM.com. Uh, if you want to start a free trial, uh, be our guest our team is going to help you and then you can reach me on LinkedIn uh, if you want to connect directly with me um, otherwise yeah nocium.io and, uh, and go, go, for, go for a look on Google for the free sales script generator it's something that you can apply right now you can click on Google find the script generator and start creating your own script starting tomorrow uh, I guess it's a, it's a go-to action that you can do and apply tomorrow directly Okay, perfect. Thank you very much, Nicholas. It's been a pleasure having you and uh, great success to your company, man. Thanks for you. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, cheers. Oh, wow. That was such a great chat with Nicholas. 
first, you all know the routine. If you found this interview helpful, if it sparked some words, do me a favor, hit that like button, smash that subscribe button, hit that super thank button, and give a dollar or two or three or whatever your heart desires because Shark Bite Biz is the greatest kept secret known on earth in the world of small business. We do a lot of good things out there, and we can only do more if you help us by supporting us either financially or share us out to your network. That's the cheapest way. Share us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Minds, Rumble, any of the social media platforms out there. I would love nothing more than to see Nicholas, uh, NoCRM.io, and Sharkbite Biz out there trending. Now let's get back to the real rock star of the show, Nicholas. Sales are tough. Sales reps are, you know, they traditionally hate being bogged down with paperwork. I know my sales rep, one of them, complains nonstop that he does more sales work than demo. Sometimes, especially from the management perspective, the executive perspective, you know, we want everything documented. We want everything tagged. We want to see everything that's in there to make sure people are doing their work. You know, you got to make it simpler. First off, you got to trust your people. If you don't trust your sales reps are actually working, then you probably don't have the right sort of professional in that role anyways. But even if you do need that visibility for whatever reason, don't bog them down. Their job is to generate business, not be filling out sales order forms, okay? You want them selling. You want them driving revenue and profit for your business. Do not make your sales rep feel like they are being punished once they make a sale. That's where having a great solution, okay? Then it could be no CRM.io. It could be, for example, SAP Business One with what I do at Vision 33, Sage Intact, you know, with those built-in uh, CRMs. It could also be Salesforce. It could be Zoho. It could be HubSpot. There are a lot of solutions out there, but we'll focus on no CRM.io for the second because this solution was set up specifically to make the sales easier for your sales team so that they are not bogged down. And that way management and the sales reps themselves can easily track the process from getting the contact to winning or losing the deal. And that's really critical. That is an important KPI for your business. We get that it needs to be tracked, but don't prevent your sales reps from selling while tracking that information. Anyways, awesome stuff, Nicholas. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your mission of how you're making sales reps' lives easier. And I really totally love it. I love the whole concept. And I urge you, check out his business at nocrm.io. Question of the day. What do you use as a CRM? HubSpot, Zoho, nocrm, Salesforce, do you use a big RP like SAP Business One by design, uh, Sage Intact, something like that? Leave a comment down below. would love to hear your thoughts on that. Also, do you want to be on the show? We are doing our live stream on July 25th. I believe it's going to be at 6 p.m. Eastern with my co-host Odata Pine. This will be a Shark Bite Biz Live. If you want to be on the show, please shoot out an email, interviews at 
sharkbitebiz.com. Please, if you're watching on YouTube, do not forget to join the channel. $3 a month. That's $3 a month. You can become a baby shark and support us. Don't want to give money through big tech? Don't worry. We got you covered again. Let's give a shout out to deadhousecoffee.com. That's where you can get the freshest coffee on earth. Don't be a zombie. Get back to life. Deadhousecoffee.com. Use code SHARK. Get 20% off of your order. You all know this by now, but I'll say it again. I'm David Strasser. This is Shark Bite Biz. We'll see you all next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Shark Bite Biz. We hope you got some insightful info from this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app and visit us on the web at www.sharkbitebiz.com. How has business changed for you in the 20s? Email us at podcast at sharkbitebiz.com so you can join us and share your story.